Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Wednesdays with Wheels. I hope everybody's having a good night, had a good day, staying cool. Listen, my next guest is one of my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, she's looking good like you knew she should. Looks like she might have got her hair did. Did you get your hair did, Dan? I did get my hair did, but actually, here's the thing. I was going to do my hair, actually do my hair for you because this is what I've looked like since the quarantine started. When, when, the, when it first started, I would get up, I'd do my hair, do some makeup. And then, like, as time went on, I was like, okay, I stopped putting on, I, like, I would wear my pajama pants because I'm doing the show from here, the Wii show. And um, then I started pulling my hair back. So what you have to realize is you see me on, like, a tiny screen. Uh, Wii's and the, the guys in the studio have a giant screen. So it's my right. giant round head. Um but no, my hair is cut, but this is what I look like. I had, uh, I ran a little behind tonight. So this is, this is all you're getting. This That's all right. You, you still look good. Oh, you're still cool. look So let me give you a proper introduction because I didn't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, you can hear Miss Deanna King on Radio 95.1, the Brother Wee's Morning Show, where she is not afraid to give her opinions and she gives them <laughs> every day and we love them. Do you? Uh, uh, I love them. You make me laugh. So, so I don't care about, I don't care what anybody else says, but I love them. I think, uh, um, 95% of the time, cause we'll give you 5% room for improvement. Right. <laughs> you sound like my, my kindergarten teacher. 95% of the time. I think they're spot on and I'm right with you. So let's, let's dive a little bit into how you got started. First, you had a, a you had a career in TV too. So tell us a little bit about that when you got started in TV. Um, I worked. I start my first job in television was actually a few months before 9-11. and I worked at Channel Ten. I was the associate producer, which is basically like a teeny tiny step above an intern. Like you get paid, but it's like you know barely. Like it, it you have to you know return pop cans to to survive if you that was your only income. Um, so I was an associate producer and my main job was to organize the tapes. I'm dating myself. So for younger people, tapes were before DVDs. And if you don't know what a DVD is, that was before digital. Um, so we had in the news, we'd have these small tapes. And so there would be a rundown for the newscast, your top story, and then your kicker of like the elephant eating pumpkins. And, um, I'd have to put the tapes all in order. Um, and then I'd have to go give Kevin Williams, who I love, but I'd have to give him weather times. Um, he didn't like the digital countdown. So I would have to stand there like Vanna White with these cue cards that said two minutes. And then I'd have to flip it to one minute <laughs> and then 30 seconds, wrap it up. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a little like, that was like, oh my God, I went to college for this. This is what I'm doing. And then um, I kept bugging my news director. His name was Adam Bradshaw. And he's, uh, you know, you have those, you have a bosses that you just, at certain jobs that you just absolutely love. There's some that you loathe, that you remember, you hate. I loved him. Like my, Joe Bonadonna works at our company now. I love him. And he reminds me of Adam Bradshaw. So anyway, Adam Bradshaw, every day I'd, I'd say, Adam, are you gonna let me report? Are you gonna let me report? And he's like, Go, no, you don't. Because normally, if you're in the Rochester market, you have to start in like an Elmira or a Utica or Watertown, right. real shitholes. And <laughs> so, um, am I allowed to swear on this? Yes, you are. Oh, okay. I'm sure Wee's probably cursed every second. So, um, that's where you normally start. So, I'd ask him every day. So, I would go out and I'd, you know, practice doing stand ups where you're like, hi, I'm standing here in front of the fire. Because, you know, when you first start, you're very like, everything's very stiff and so I started doing them and then one day he calls me and he goes can you work on Saturday and I said only if I can report because it was an ongoing joke he goes you are and I was like oh, no way so I was so excited and so then I um I I remember on my way to work that Saturday I was crapping my pants because it was the first time I was ever going to be on air and I brought with me like a little flask of wine and I went into the bathroom at channel 10 and I chugged that wine before I went on air because I was so nervous. And then I started filling in and then I, you know, ended up working. But I stayed weekends. Uh, usually if you're stuck on weekends forever, it means you suck. But I stayed on weekends because I didn't want my kids to have to be in daycare. So um, I worked weekends forever. And then Do I you, went to 
What? Do you remember what the first story you reported on was when they, that first oh, story? Jesus, what was it? That's a really good question, Wheels. I don't remember the story, but I remember I wore a horrible tan suit because when, when like in the early 2000s, in 1990s, women in news, you wore a suit, like you wore, you had a blazer. It was always a blazer. Um, and so I had this, I went and bought this. I mean, I'm talking, you know, like color camel. So was it like a, so was it like a pantsuit, like Hillary Clinton type thing? Yes, it was a pantsuit. It was a camel pantsuit. I will, that I will never forget. It was a camel pantsuit. And I was all proud of myself. It was like a first thing I bought. It was like from like Ann Taylor. It was awful. But that was, I can't remember what the first story is though. That's so crazy. So I, this is where I need John DeTulio's mind. Um, right. But I know that I did something where I was kind of like in studio, but I don't remember what the, I'm sure it was nothing major. I'm sure it was. Nothing oh, were there ever, were there ever any stories that you just like, dreaded having to cover were there like oh. i mean i'm sure there's some stories that are easier than others right so like what kind of stories would you like when you got the assignment from your your news editor what kind of stories would those be that you'd be oh, like no i can't you you can can't hear, hear i can hear you can you hear me what just happened i don't know hold on it says that i'm still live hello can you hear me now no, it literally just cut out. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Let me try moving. Stay with me, people. All right, so I'm just going to answer your question. If you can hear me, okay. I'm going to answer yep. the question while I try to move here and see if it makes a difference. So um, I would get basically whatever was the news story of the day um, is what you would have to do. So if there's breaking news, you know, actually. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I would have if to you go, can uh, cover that stuff, and then if there was like, uh, you know, or or you'd have those fluff pieces that you would try to, um, you'd have to go and like, oh, who's fixing the potholes? So um, the stories I dreaded. I remember one time I had to go and cover. I mean, I as a I hated the stories. I still can't hear you, but I hated the stories where it was, you know, obviously any young person died. I remember two horrible stories. One, there were these two teenage girls who were sisters who died in a car accident and they would make you go and knock on their doors. And so I, um, they, uh, it's the worst thing in the world and no reporter wants to do that. None, no reporter ever wants to do that. So if you think they're just bad people, they, they're, they're not. So, um, now it says waiting to go live. You can still hear can me? Hear, can you hear me? No, we can hear each okay, other. Stand by. I'm going to disconnect and reconnect. Okay. Don't go. Tell the people. You entertain the people. It's your show. All right. I'm going to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because you can all hear me and you can hear Deanna, but she can't hear us. It's very weird because we were having a great conversation. Uh, Deanna, can you hear me now? Okay, I'm going to bring you back live. And there's the countdown. Deanna's back live with us. So we were talking about, we were talking about, let's hope that doesn't happen again. But this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you try to do things over, uh, over uh, technology. I wish we could be together, but we can't right now. So this is the best we can do. So if it happens again, bear with us. Uh, so Deanna, talk to me now about when you transferred, or you transition from tv into radio i know there's a great story my, but i have to finish my story about the stories i hate oh i thought you were done i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> it was so boring deanna i thought the story was over <laughs> <laughs> um no <laughs> anyway it was it was a depressing story it was just these two young girls who had died and they sent me you, i would have to knock on the doors and say hi i'm so sorry for your loss you know would you like to sh talk you know, share their story and um i was already very always i mean it was the worst thing ever and i remember i went and the the parents were at the were at the morgue identifying oh, the bodies God. And it was so horrible. And then there was another story where a little boy had drowned. He was like three years old. And I remember 
they made me go there and I could see the family outside the door. And I was with my photographer, Matt, and I looked to him and he's like, listen, if you lie and say we went to the door, I'll say it too. So we pretended that we went to the door and we never did. Cause I'm oh, like, I can't, really? I can't do it. I couldn't do it. It was like, I felt so horrible, which is kind of why I got out of news. I felt I'm, so horrible having to, cause there are, there are great stories. Don't be wrong. There are great stories that you do that really, it can make a difference in people's lives. It can change how policies are done, you know, corrupt politicians, all kinds of stuff, beautiful stories. But then there are those ones that are so awful. So that is kind of why I got out of news. So I took like a year, I worked at channel eight for a year and then I went to channel 13 to do web stuff. Um, and I wasn't there for very long. Um, and then I had a blog that I was doing, which I need to continue writing. I keep saying that, but I don't. The clinical mother, so, right? Yes, cynicalmother.com. And I need to write, but I, I'm a slacker. So Tony Infantino from Warm liked my blog. And so Nikki, my best friend Nikki, is on that show. And she does, like, the news. And so he asked her if I would like to come and do a once-a-week segment. And so I would go in once a week and we would talk, you know, whatever nonsense was on my blog. Because it was kind of like, you know, you know, on Instagram, there's always like that mom that's like, greatest day ever. We went apple picking. It's magical. Yeah, no, it's not. It's horrible. And they whine and complain and it's it's miserable. So those were my, like, I would be the honest person. Like, yeah, sure. There are moments of wonder. There's moments of just amazing beautiful wonderful times with your children but then there's also mixed in with that is the truth there's never one day where it's like that was the perfect day nobody complained by the way don't drop your drink oh you saw my sorry i i heard it i heard it oh yeah my i'm trying a little caffeine um but so i would go do a once a once a week segment and from there um I'm not going to mention any names, but a couple people got fired from uh, Intercom and uh, no names mentioned. Uh, a couple of people got fired from Intercom. So there was an opening for a show on um, Intercom and um, Mike Danger, who was there. Um, I had done a recording with, uh, you know, have you ever met Fitz or no? I've heard of the name. I've never met okay. him. Such a great guy. But he helped me do like a demo and Mike Danger liked it. And um, so he had me come in and do like I, I I did some test things with a couple people and I was so excited. I was probably so annoying. I literally messaged him constantly because I really wanted the job and they ended up going in another direction. <laughs> but what happened was I was in Intercom was like, hold on, we're still trying to decide. We're still trying to decide. And then I heard radio um, Joe Bonadonna messaged me and offered me a job. And so I decided just to, I wasn't going to wait for Intercom anymore. And I took the job at iHeart and that's where I am right now. Now I, you've told this story on the radio. So I, and I watch because there's a lot of people watching right now that, uh, may not from out of state may not listen to the brother we show, but I want you to tell the story because you've told it on the air about how you first got the news. You were going to the brother <laughs> we show and you called your mother. <laughs> well, this is what happened. So I was, when when they first asked me to come in, I was doing, Bill Moran had a show on 100.5, The Drive. That was like where, you know, real life, real fun or whatever, some crap that it was, the slogan was at that point. <laughs> and so I was, I did a few shows with him. And um, I mean, I don't know that I'm right fit for like a bubbly, like, hey guys. What do you, you know, what do you put on your pizza? What do you, like? you know what I mean? Like, that's not really my, so, um, I did a couple things shows with him and then he called me and he goes, listen, we, um, are gonna, you know, we, we think maybe you might be a better fit on the Wii show. And so Marianne was on the Wii show. So they're like, they brought Marianne over to Bill Moran and then moved to me into the Wii show. And I remember I, I hung up and I like called my mom and I was crying, literally tears. And I said, Oh my God, I can't work with brother Wee's. I can't talk about my vagina every day. Like, what am I going to do? Cause you know, I grew up listening to Wee's fun fact. My sister's graduating class wanted brother Wee's to do the commencement. It was like 1992. 
or 91, one of those. Anyway, so they, they wanted we used to do the commencement and the Batavia High School officials wouldn't let them do the commencement. So um, the students had like this big protest. So it turned into this literally like a national news story. So we ended up having a party for the kids at the hotel in Batavia. So um, it's, which is so funny. So I grew up listening to these. I mean, I knew like back then was, I mean, you seen the pictures on the wall. There's girls standing there. Like they have no clothes on. Oh and, yeah. You know, it was all this insanity of like, you know, and I'm, I'm not that person, you know, I'm not one to talk about that stuff. I'm just was not raised that way. Um, so I was, I was, I was going to have, I was having a panic attack, but it's crazy because the minute I went in, it just, we just clicked. Like we're very different. Right. Um, but it just, it worked and it was, you know, and, and the thing that's funny about Weez is that um, I love him and, but I'm the one that can call him out like on his shit. Like if he's being a prick and he doesn't get mad at like everyone else, he would get mad. Like he, but me, I'd go, look at you're being an asshole. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I am being an asshole. And I don't know why. I don't know why with me. He never got mad at me. But ever, you will never hear me say, like, there's many things, like, with a lot of the things with Weez, I will tell him, like, to his face. If right. I think he's being, you know. But, you know. And I, think that, it, I think that's one of the so things honestly, he appreciates. Oh. Uh, right. I think that's one of the things right. he appreciates about you is that you're, you're honest and you, uh, you, you have no problem telling, telling it like it is. Uh, talk to me cause you have, you have children. So I'm interested to know one of the things I'm interested to know is how do you being sort of in the public eye and, and lots of people know you, how do you sort of protect your kids from that as well? Oh, I think Talk we're having as they get older. I still do it. Hold on, I a can second. hear you. Yeah, I can hear you, but I, your internet's your internet's going in and out. So I think that's the problem we're having. Hold on, while we see if we can get Deanna's internet connection to get a little stronger here. You're just very choppy, Deanna. It's just hard to hear you. Wow. We're lucky we have um, electricity out here in the sticks, let alone. Uh, I was going to say, did you pay the bill this week? <laughs> is that any better or no? Uh, it's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. I'm yeah. trying to do it outside because my children, we, you know, it was just, we, we had a rough afternoon. <laughs> that's okay. Is that any better or no? Yeah, that's good. Okay. That should be good. What was the question? Uh, how do you, how do you, because you oh. have children and you're in the public eye, how does that work for you? Um, you know, I, 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 I think, I mean, I talk about a lot of stuff and sometimes they get mad at me, but, um, you know, Evan's 20 now, uh, Vivian is 10 and Aiden's 13. So I, I, I just cross my fingers and hope that they're at school and they don't hear me. You know what I mean? Because my sister drives them in the car and sometimes they have the show on. But I mean, I'm not going to do something to humiliate them. Right. You know, but, um, you know, there's I think, you know, if you're going to be on the radio, you have to talk about your life, you know, and sometimes the stuff is hard that you have to. talk. There's some things that like you don't want to have to talk about that if you're going to be open, you're going to have to eventually be open. So listen, it's very interesting because I started doing radio uh, the first time I remember meeting you uh, was we did a, a rooftop broadcast on uh, for a 9-11 workout event. And, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, that was the uh -huh. first time I was on air with you, and uh, you were only on for part of the show. But I will say it is interesting that you do have to sort of – there have been times that I have come home from doing a show, and um, I know that my mom has been listening or – Someone in my family has been listening because I will either get the phone call as to why did you say that? Or I will get the look <laughs> as to why did you say that? Because then I tell people all the time and see if you agree with me on this though. When we're in the room together, when it's you, me, we, uh, tools, uh, and now Buddha, but when we're in the room together, sometimes you forget you're on the radio and you're just sitting there talking to 
what has become four of your best friends. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There has been times where, and not related to my kids, but there's been times where I've said some things that I was afterwards, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I should have said that, like regarding stuff in like politics stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, mm, should I have said that? But because um, it is, it, that's the one thing that still, people, a lot of people don't um, believe, but I will tell you is 100% the truth of me is that. I have a huge fear of public speaking. Like I sweat. The Batavia Middle School invited me to talk to seventh graders. I wanted to puke. I was so nervous. I hate talking in front of people, but they're like, oh, but you are on TV. Oh, but you're on the radio. Well, yeah, but I'm just talking to my friends. Like when I was on right. TV, I'm talking to my cameraman in the studio. We're just talking to each other. So right. nobody's right. looking at me. It's but like when I ha I could never be a public speaker like I hate it and that's when people like people ask oh would you mind um you know hosting this gala and it's not like oh I'm a horrible selfish person who hates charity it's no. I cannot I hate going in front of people I hate it so much I can't even I, tell you I don't know if you're like me but like I don't mind but I I don't mind being in the studio but I hate like having to read something in front of people like that is i i no thank you like you know what i mean like just oh having God, all the tell you. right let me just tell you the having to do the news now i fumble over words my brain i i I'm like, i want to read it really really fast and so i'm forcing myself to try to slow down and i'm getting a little bit better but i'm not gonna lie i i fumble on a in a regular basis and I'm like oh my god you're an idiot like the way you know or mispronounce words and I'll, and I'll even skip words because I'm like I'm totally gonna F that word up so but <laughs> I reading the news like on the radio um, is is one of those things that I'm like oh god I let me I'm gonna mess this up today because you get the messages of people like you suck you can't even read what's wrong with you <laughs> it's like, well, well I can't I don't know so that that leads me to another great question uh how do you deal with with haters? Because we we get haters. We get I get haters. You you definitely get your share of haters. Uh, I have always dealt with it. If they're talking about you, you're doing something right. But how do you deal with it? Um, I will. Well, first of all, you know me. You've been in there because I'll text people back and tell them to go. Yeah. yeah, I will actually type the the whole word. Um, but uh, and I. But the thing is that people don't realize you could get have a people, someone say a million nice things about you. One person says something bad and that's all yeah. you obsess about. No. You will think about it and think about, oh my God, am I, that, do I, am I, do I suck? Am I, this is horrible or am I annoying? Which I know I can be people, you know, oh, your laugh is annoying. You know what? I agree. And my daughter tells me the same thing, but you do, you, you, it, it bothers if you if it doesn't bother you i feel like you're not human everybody gets bothered by someone pointing out either a flaw or or even saying something about you that is not true it sucks it sucks but i still i tell people to f off just like when in in uh, high school i had this girl who was a bully and on the surface i was tough and i was like you know what you're a bitch but inside i was dying like oh my god she's right. going to kill me um and but I had to put it on that front like I was like, it didn't bother me, it didn't bother me. But it, of course, it bothers you. Of course. And, and you know, people have said uh, things to me like I'm only on the radio because I'm in the wheelchair and, you know, well, all that kind of stuff. Know that's true. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, with a perfect action nowadays and everything good. Right. I mean, we had a box to fill. We're like, oh, we need a guy in a wheelchair. You, come on over. You, that guy right over there. <laughs> People are so dumb. Pick me right out of my mom's basement. <laughs> People are so stupid. As if that would even, well, like, first of all, you have to be, have some talent to be able to sit in on a show. It's a lot harder than people think it is. It's, it and sure we, oh, when Weez was off. Talk about to, that for a little bit, would you please? Oh, my God. When Weez is off, having to fill the time and figure out what you're going to talk about and make it interesting. And then you have to, like, you pick a topic and sometimes it doesn't go anywhere. And you're like, oh, what should we talk about now? It's not as easy as as people, and to be quick, you know, right. as people think it is. I mean, it's a fun job. I'm not going to complain. Let me tell you, my dad worked in factories my whole life. He had some really shitty jobs. 
And I know I'm, I'm fortunate to have a job where I can sit and chat with friends, you know, for hours, like that's my whole job. So, but it's a lot harder than you think. Yeah. There's a lot. I hear people say all the time, Oh, wheels, I could do what you do. I like to talk. It's easy. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of facial cues that we have to, uh, we, we rely on, you know, when, when is the right right time to talk? When's not the right time to talk? All that kind of stuff. So it is, it's definitely not uh, easy. Talk to me a little bit. I'm interested to know the two, the difference between TV and radio. What's the biggest difference and what do you, I've heard you say um, to me privately that you enjoy radio a lot more. Why is that? Because you can have an opinion. I mean, remember when Doug Emblich was on, I always like to tease him and say, what do you think about that, Doug? Because you're not allowed to have an opinion in TV. You have to be, you have to be neutral on everything, even though you're not. And on TV, in radio, I can um, say whatever I think, whether people like it or not. And I can tell people to go F themselves. That's a really good perk. <laughs> Whereas in TV, you couldn't really do that. You couldn't really do that. And I have been, I have been witness to when you have done that. I have... <laughs> Well, I have seen it. You, for- what makes you think? What, what makes a troll think that you can write in, say something so rotten, and I'm not going to write you back? Of course, I'm going to write well, you back. You know what? I, you know what I like to call the text line. I like it to call there the computer that it comes in on the little box of hate. Yeah, it's very <laughs> rare that you. Here's the thing: you get two things. You get hate, or you get a creep who's like, oh. I'd like to take Deanna for a ride. You know what I mean? Like, what? What made you think that that was okay to text? What made you think that? Yeah. Like, would you say that to your sister? So why would you say it to somebody you don't even know? Right. Right. And as if I'm going to write back, you know what, buddy? Call me. Right. Here's here's my digits. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Uh, So... I wanted to, now that we've done that a little bit, I want to talk about some of the topics of the day. And I researched some funny stories because you and I like, you know, I I thought of this podcast as more of what we do on our, when we, you and I go Instagram live and we just sit there and laugh about things and, and, and stuff like that. So the first thing I thought we'd talk about is, and it's sort of a serious topic and, and it's, it's a move in the right direction, I think for this company. But I also think it's funny how people are losing their minds over it. The whole Aunt Jemima thing. Oh. Can you believe uh, how people are just losing? Like, the company made a decision. And, like, that's great. But I've, like, had I've gotten messages from people on Facebook saying they're going to go buy bottles of it before they, they can't buy a bottle again. Well, wait a minute. They're still going to make the syrup, though, right? Just different right, names. But, but the, the people want the... The logo. Right. Well, I mean, I remember it when it was in like the glass bottle and the bottle was like her, her body. Right. right? Um, yeah. I, I, the, were people freaking out over? Here's the thing to me. I, to me, it's just syrup. This so, is what I'm saying to you. It's just syrup. So I, I but again, but I'm also not African-American. So but I've never really given it a thought. I honestly never looked at that and thought anything of it, to be honest with you. But. I'm again, I'm not African-American. Someone pointed out on Twitter was like, you know, maybe you shouldn't get rid of it altogether. Maybe you should make it more of like, you know, the matriarch of like a black family and make it that strong woman instead of Aunt Jemima. I mean, now that you you say Aunt Jemima, you're like, yeah, that's bad. I didn't really think of it. It's really good syrup, though. (laughs) I just, I thought it was a great move by the company. Like if that's what they want to do. But I just couldn't believe the people on Twitter and on Facebook that were like, outraged by it and they wanted to run out and buy bottles of Aunt Jemima. Right, 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 right. Um, like, my freaking, you, I can't hear you again, Wheels. You can't hear me again? I don't know what the heck is happening. I don't it know. It says I'm live. That's the part that's crazy. Yeah, and we can Don't all hear yourselves. I'm going to reconnect. Okay, we can all hear Deanna. Aiden, help. We can all hear Deanna. She's going to reconnect. Can you hear me now? Okay, we're back. We're back. I'm going to bring her back in. Here we go. So, yeah, that was just a, an interesting story for me that I just 
saw it trending on Twitter that I was like, I didn't think this was going to be a big deal for people. Like, oh, people don't. Oh, oh, you know, they 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 want to be mad about everything, and they don't want. I don't want people dictating. If I want my Aunt Jemima syrup, I should be able to have my Aunt Jemima syrup. It's like, <laughs> give me a break, okay? Find another battle, okay? Right. Find something else to be mad about. But people want to be mad. Like, you know what's funny is today we were talking about the face masks, and I said I don't want my kids to have to wear one. And it's not because I want to join the movement of. You know, F, whatever, what do people call him? Communist Cuomo. Uh, he's not going to tell me I have to work. No, it's because I think it would be horrible. I was in, I took, I, Vivian wanted to go to Target um, to spend some money with her friend, Anna. And we're wearing our masks. And then they want, I don't know, they see on TikTok these drinks that they want to get. Some, I need a something, something refresher, blend, double blended, whatever the F that means. So they want this refresher. So we're waiting in line and it's taking forever. And I'm dying. I'm sweating. Like it's, I'm sweating. I'm like, right. I need air. And that was only maybe 20 minutes. So imagine eight hours. Like, so no, I'm not outraged over it. Like I, I, I respect that health officials know what they're talking about, but it's also, I feel like it would be a miserable day. And how could you focus, you know? Right. I mean, how could you, I couldn't imagine sitting in class having to wear a mask and, and, and all that, but who knows what that's going to look like. But let me tell you one more thing. I've never yeah. been out. I've never been outraged about anything enough to get a poster board and a marker. Okay, I'm never. You're. I, I've never been so angry that I need a marker and poster board that I'm going to go protest something. I'm with you. Like there's things that I'm like 100. This is horrible. But I've never been like you're not going to close our Burger King and like get a. You know what I mean? Or there's not no Chick Fil A here. Like I've never been so angry about something where I need a poster board. It's right. It's it's just like you and I've talked about this before of things that people think that you know there's things that need to be changed and there's big things and then there's smaller fights right. One of the things just in my experience is you see this little logo on my shirt here. Uh huh. For a while that was just a stick figure and it just looked like he was uh, anorexic or bulimic. <laughs> and then somebody decided that we needed to change the logo so that it looked more athletic and they so they went around all these towns and all over the country and changed the handicap uh logo sign and to me i was just like is there a bigger battle to fight than (laughs) well you know what it did it kind of went from being like it was like all up like it went from being a paraplegic right to like you could participate in the the, like the olympics well and that and, and that's and and that's i mean that's what they were going for. And they were going for, they wanted it to look more active and stuff like that. But I he was looks just, like, he's going too fast for the conditions. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks, looks like, like I when I find a steep hill <laughs> or when you're pushing me at the American heart association walk <laughs> and we're trying to get away from Batman. Oh my God. I have to tell people that story if they don't know. Tell that story. Yes, please tell that story. We were in, we were walking for the American Heart Association and it was, it was a cold, cold, right? Remember we're in a hat. It was like 30 degrees outside. Right. And, and we were all, you know, we were all about supporting American Heart, but we also wanted to get through the walk. Like people were like strolling along and we're like zipping around people. And so then I'm pushing wheels and all of a sudden out of nowhere, because that's what happens. Batman appears. (laughs) And Batman comes to me and he's like, what's the little fella's name? <laughs> and he's talking about wheels. I the little fella at the time was like 37 years old. And you you could hear him. And so I'm like, it's wheels. And so Batman, like he literally, he was in character because he would literally like when he turned, he did the whole like cape swish. <laughs> yeah. So he turned and go, like he goes away from it. And he comes back. And hands wheels a gold battering that he signed two wheels from Batman. <laughs> yeah. And I was so nice to him because I didn't want to crush his dreams. I just took it and said yeah. thank you very much. And he, was- he ran ahead of us, Dan. I don't know if you remember this, but he ran ahead of us after he gave it to me. And I just remember him like lovingly or longingly looking up at the top of the buildings like, I really wish I could get up there. <laughs> he even spoke in like the Batman voice, like the whole time. Yeah. 
the whole yeah. time the Batman voice. It was a nice, it was a good costume. I'm not gonna lie. Well, so along those lines, I, I have a funny story I can share with you. This was a few years ago. I was at, um, I was at Grease Ridge Mall, and I was at Barnes and Nobles, and my friend is checking some books. I bought some books, so he's up at the cash register, cashing them out. And this little old lady comes up to me, and I'm looking at a magazine. I'm not even paying attention to the people around me, and she comes up to me and she sticks five one dollar bills in my hand and she goes here son this is for you and i go no ma'am i i'm good i don't need your money like i probably make more money than you do (laughs) i don't need your money i didn't say that to her and she argued with me for like three minutes to the point where now people are looking at me in the store but like that happens things like that happen to me all the time Like, like go get yourself something like, yo, oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. People just come up to me and give me stuff, or they'll talk. Like, they see me in the wheelchair, so they'll talk over me. Like, they'll say, like he did, they'll say to you, What's his name? How old right. is he? Uh, I remember being in the store a couple years ago uh, with one of my ex girlfriends, and this guy kept staring at me. And she, uh, we walked past him, and she said to, or she said to me, If he doesn't stop staring, I'm going to go say something to him. And I said to her, I go, no, don't. Because I'm not the kind of guy, like, I run away from confrontation. Like, I don't, like, I don't need that. Don't want it. No, thank you. I'm the opposite. (laughs) You're the opposite. That's why, that's why you and I get along so well. Because you'll tell somebody to go screw off on my behalf. Right. Uh, So it turns out we walk by him and then we go around the corner and, and he comes over and he's like, are you wheels from the brother we show? And I was just like, see, this is why you don't say anything because that guy was just trying to figure out who I was. Right. So it happens to me all the time. And to the that point people, where, that people are looking at you, like at seeing if you're wheels or the people are just staring. I, both now, but uh, you know, here's the thing. If if it's a little kid that's staring, I ask all the questions you want. The worst thing you can do for a little kid is say to them, don't look, don't stare. Because that's just telling them that there's something different about me right. from, from everybody else. But when it's an adult that's like 45, 50 years old, like I have had times where I'm in a bad mood and I'll say, would you like a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Can I tell you, though, I'm going to be honest with you. I will say, though, that there are times that maybe some people, it's like innocently, like where maybe there's someone who clearly has some kind of condition. And in my head, I'm thinking, don't look at them. Don't don't make don't look weird. Don't like stare at them too much. Don't make them think that you're staring at them because because I might just generally be looking. Like right. just looking, but then in my head, I'm like, oh God, do they think I'm looking at them because, because they have a condition? Oh no. And then I get all, I like get myself like all like, oh no, oh no, oh no. What am I, you know? So maybe sometimes I'm not saying always, but maybe sometimes people are like, just looking around. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I find I, myself. And you know me, I, I can tell a joke about my wheelchair better than, than, you know, right along with the next person that's in a wheelchair. So for me, it's not that big a deal. Right. Like I, I just, because for me, it's all about trying to teach people, right? Like, I understand you don't, you can't understand what it's like to be me because you've never been in this situation. But like, I think that's where as a society, and we're learning this now, we all kind of just have to treat people as, as human beings. And, you know, we all have differences. So um, I don't know how we got off on that topic and how I, when I got on my little soapbox there, but so be it. Um, Talk, I want you to tell the story because I love this story, how you became, for those of you that don't listen to Brother We Show, I don't know why you don't, if you don't. Right. You can it's, on the it Radio app. it's on the iHeartRadio app. So if you live out of state, you can definitely listen to uh, Brother Wee's and Deanna and, and Tools. But tell the story how you became the Batavia 10. Oh, yeah, this is a fun one. By the way, I'm going to move over here because I feel like the background is ugly. Hold on. I know this is really good radio here. Look at now you have the trees. Um, so we had a comedian coming in and I thought it was a guy. And so, you know, really whenever we'd have any guests come in, 
I would, I would, you know, try to dress a little bit better, like to be a little bit more presentable. And so when the, there was that morning and, and the comedian was coming in and I, we, we just like, he, he said, he, and I go, he, I thought it was a guy. And, um, He's like, no, it's a woman. I was like, and I joked, well, you know, I got all dressed up today for this. And I really thought that I was looking cute. I, I right. had a cute little outfit on. And he goes, this is dressed up. This is, you call this dressed up? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I mean, that's like Batavia 10 dressed <laughs> up. Not, I mean, but I guess it's like a Batavia 10. And so that's how that came to be. It was really kind of like more, I mean, it was, well, you know, a little bit of an, a little bit of a dig, <laughs> but he's right. like, he's like, that's, that's supposed to be sexy. That, that, that's like Batavia 10 sexy. That's not like Pittsburgh 10 sexy. And I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. But it's stuck, it stuck with you all. And I, it stuck with you all these years. You are, right. you but are it was funny. Like I'm not offended by it. It's something you have to laugh at yourself. You know, people get so uptight about everything. Absolutely. So I came across another story and as I know you're a dog owner, so I thought I lost you, you again, wheels. You lost me again. Uh is it me so, or is it this app? It's it's it's, it's a stupid app. I know I think it's you I'm because everybody else everybody else can hear you. Okay, she'll reconnect with us in just a minute. Uh is not going down well here's the thing i think i don't know what it is but people can even when you can hear me people can still hear me and you so the only I issue think the, i think it's the app because if it was if it was my wi-fi they wouldn't be able to hear me listen and it probably is this app i've had nothing but problems with this app i'm probably gonna have to switch platforms go to zoom or something else uh Whatever. because i have had nothing but problems with this app but thank God we probably won't have another problem before uh, the interview ends. Um, uh, and now I just oh, so I had another story because I know you're a pet owner and I know you love your dogs. But I came across this story on uh, uh, the internet. Oh, we lost her again. Hold on, let's see what we can do. Can you hear me? You jinxed okay. yourself. <laughs> they heard me talking about you, but they said, look what we're going to do. Look what we're going to do to Wednesdays with wheels. Right, right, right. Uh, so I know you're a pet owner, and I know you love your, your pets. And, and so I came across this story. And after I tell you this story, um, I'm going to ask you where you think this story originates from. So it's Trent, uh, Trent uh, Twisdale. Uh, double T. Uh, I don't think it, when you have a name like Twisdale, you should be named Trent. <laughs> that mom is just mean. Right. Uh, but he was walking his dog on his private property and an alligator jumped out of the pond and attacked the dog, like took the dog in the, uh, in, in, the, in its grasp. Right. And he wrestled the dog, he wrestled the alligator to get the dog back. And save the dog. And he saved the dog? Like, he jumped in the pond, saved, hit the alligator over the head like five or six times and saved the dog. So, two questions for you. Where do you think that story originates from? It's got to be Florida. Of Everything course. Florida. In Florida. Everything happened. Nothing good happens in Nothing Florida. Happens in Florida. And then, here's my question for you. I know you love your dog, but would you ever jump in and rescue, like... Wrestle an alligator? Can I tell you? I think probably just your adrenaline goes and your instinct. And I think, I think you might. You know what I mean? I think you know. I think even you might <laughs> jump in and wrestle the alligator, right? Because I, mean, I think just instinct kicks in. And you're like, oh my god, he just. You know what I mean? I don't even think the guy probably had a time to even think about it. I guess not. And then they showed a picture of the dog afterwards. And it's got like a cast on Aww. and like, it's got like one of those cone helmets on. And, and I was just like, that is some devotion to your dog. Well, let me tell you, I hate it. We got our first dog, Max. I was like, I want that dog upstairs. I don't want that dog on the couch. And I had it like, and then slowly now my dog just rules the whole Bella. She rules the world. Max is at my mom's. 
because Max had like, you remember Max had to have that major hip surgery. Yes. And then the vet said that if that he really shouldn't be running around with kids because it could happen again. So right. my mom lives a few streets over. So we see Max every day, but he's with my mom. Um, but yeah, Bella, you know, just controls everything. Let me tell you something. She's an asshole though. She gets mad. Like if you go outside, like we're outside doing stuff and you can't, I don't have a fenced in yard, so I can't just let her run around and you don't want to, you know, if you're doing something, I can't hold her on the chain. I have the thing that goes in the ground, but then she whines. So if you're outside and she's the only one in the house, she will get mad at you. And what she'll do is just go take a dump in the dining room. That is her. She's like, okay, you want to leave me in here by myself? And she'll go take a dump in the dining room. And she does it on purpose. And I, I think it must be a little dog thing, right? Because like I've had little dogs and I've had big dogs and the big dogs don't seem as bitchy. No, like, they don't. Like I have a little dog. I have a, a cockapoo, right? Uh -huh. And the other and the other day, I have her out on the deck with uh, me, and like my mom's out there. Thank God my mom was out there because I couldn't have grabbed my little uh, my little dog. But this big like German Shepherd walks by, and my little dog just runs right out there to try to catch. <laughs> yeah, they don't realize how small they are. And then the German Shepherd's looking at her like, I could eat you for a snack. It's right, like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Bella does it all the time. All and the time. Bella, by the way, has the biggest eyelashes I've ever seen in I my know. entire life. We actually had to trim her eyelashes because they were so long, they started curling down. She has like, she's a um, schnoodle, schnauzer poodle. Schnoodle. Um, schnoodle. And, it, but they're, they're like the longest, prettiest, um, eyelashes and she is i will tell you people who don't have pets i don't understand how you survive because you want to feel loved that dog every time you walk in the house she's like she hasn't seen you in 20 years <laughs> by the way billy deator is watching right now hi billy we we love billy and we we I miss billy uh, I, I, it's funny i was actually gonna see if i thought about this yesterday um once we're in stage four yes um, Billy, Susan, and you come out to my house. We'll have like a little, a little barbecue cocktail we thing. Do that. Absolutely. Let's right? do that. that, that would, I mean, great. I would go to your houses, but you have a cat too, don't you? No, I don't have a cat. Oh, just no, a cat. Um, yeah. Well, Billy has 95 cats. So yeah, Billy, I his house but, I would die. Uh, Billy did just say that's why cats rule because they go to the bathroom in a box. <laughs> but cats are pretty much jerks too. Cats are, are yeah. pretty much uh, and Deanna had a love-hate relationship with me for a while because of a cat. Oh, Jesus. Because he, because Wheels was rolling around in cat fur every day at his girlfriend's house. Clearly, she didn't have a limp brush because let's you just, come in. Let's just make sure that that's clear that it's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> come in with cat, ex-girlfriend who wore Crocs to a fancy dinner, I just want to say. Yeah. There, we have a lot of, I have more bitterness against her than Wheels does. Wheels as Wheels is all loving and whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I, no. I, I'm not a fan of the girl. No, so, I know um, you're not. But, uh, and so Wheels would come in every Friday and I would just start sneezing and sneezing. And it, so I, didn't I, for Christmas, I got you like, <laughs> you got me your birthday. You, no, it was, it was my birthday. You got me two lint rollers. <laughs> but and that's then, something else. You got me um, cologne that Elvio wears. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Elvio. I always, I always commented how you make this big stink about when Elvio's in there, how good he smells and all this stuff. And I, and I sit next to you every Friday and you never <laughs> say anything to me. So I got you Elvio's cologne because he does, it does smell good, though, doesn't it? Listen. A minute, he's like. Mmm, just so just delicious. If I could look like any man, Elvia would be the man I'd want to look like. How is it possible that you like look good and like you're a musician? And you're, you're, like it would, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. He hates when you call him a rock star, though. Even though he, I mean, if you perform, you know, in front of or on large crowds, and you're on like the, if you go to the Thanksgiving Day parade and perform on a float, you're a rock star, correct? Like, I have to listen. If you, if I'm scrolling through uh, TV and on a Monday night I come across you and your band on Monday Night Football, thank you. You're a rock star, thank right? You. Yes. And he's the most humble person you'd ever want to meet. But uh, the real rock star is his wife. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna say that. His yes. Wife who puts up with his crap when he's yeah. on tour? 
right? Yeah. Because I mean, I'm eating crap at, by being the one who has to take care of the kids while he's yeah. And, <laughs> but you can look as good as you want, but she's the one that's taking care of the kids and doing all that good stuff. Damn but he's right. He's a great. He's a great guy, and he really is. So then, Deanna, I had another story. We got a couple more minutes here, so I I grabbed another story. Uh, this one um, was out of Sweden. Okay. And I found this story interesting because it has to do with a train and 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 what somebody left behind on a train. So if you had gold on, like if you had ninety thousand dollars or a hundred and ninety thousand dollars worth of gold on your person, right, and you brought it onto a train, would you ever leave it behind? I mean, I think, it, no, I think it's something of that nature. You would definitely make sure that you had it with you. That being said, I've, I've had children who've left phones um, in, uh, speaking of, children who've left phones uh, at a restaurant in Brooklyn, and we had to go running back for it. I know it's not that much money, but still, you know, your kids are attached to their phones and you leave it in a restaurant. But that much money, I would think that you would. $190,000 worth of gold. Did was someone going, return it? Well, here's the thing. So the story goes on to say the, 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 the this happened in 2019, but the police, Swedish police, are just going to the public now because they tried to do an investigation to see who it belonged to, but they couldn't figure anything out. So now they brought it to the, the public. So now here's my next question. And, and I don't know. I mean, there's going to be so many people coming out of the woodwork saying, that's my money, but how do you prove it? Right. Or I think maybe the reason the person didn't come forward to begin with was that the money was stolen from somewhere. Because you would think if you, once you realize that you didn't have it, you'd be going oh. to ask everyone like, excuse me, did you find gold and you're lost and found? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would go, you would totally try to go find that. That, that happened to me one time. I don't know if you You left your that. gold on a train? I did not. I don't have. <laughs> I, I left my gold ring in the back of an Uber. What uh, happened to you? I went to a Rascal Flats concert. We brother Weez had gotten me the tickets, and I, so I'd gone to this concert. And we get to the concert, and we're in the 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 VIP tent. And I go to reach in my my pocket to get my wallet out to buy some drinks, and my wallet is nowhere to be found. Right. Uh -huh. So now you're at a concert. Like, I don't know where I lost this thing. Oh. Have no idea. No clue. So my, my mom who's with me is searching up and down the walkway where we walked in. We're looking all over the tent. I'm missing the concert because now while I'm there, I'm calling my credit card companies and canceling my credit cards. Right? So we leave the concert, Dan, and my mom goes to throw the wheelchair in the back of the car. The wallet had fallen down between the spokes. Uh, it was still there? It was still there the whole time, and I had moved all around that tent the oh, whole time. spoke and was spinning around as you were? <laughs> yes. How is that even possible? I have no idea. That but so I, I canceled all my credit cards, canceled them all, right. and then I find my wallet in my spokes. That sucks for you. You're not no no concerts. Could you love the summer concerts? I I had tickets for a concert, uh, Luke Combs, and uh, and it's been canceled. And you know that's before we end. Just a couple more minutes here. What is one thing? That, that first, is there anything you've learned about maybe yourself or your children through this whole pandemic that maybe you didn't know before? Um, God, something I've learned. I think I, well, one that I like hugging people. I didn't, I never appreciated a hug because, you know, I still haven't hugged my parents. Um, but I don't really, I, one thing that I never really thought about is I hate being still. I, the not being able to go somewhere like gives me, I get anxious. I think it's that whole like being lost with all of your thoughts. And, right. you know, when you're, when you're busy, you're like going here, going there, going there. And now when you're just like still, it's hard to just be still. And then you think about like, oh, this and that, and what am I going to do with this? And so that, I, yeah, that, it, that was a big adjustment for me. And let me tell you, I know how I dealt with it. I am running out of places to plant stuff. I've been gardening like a mad woman and planting. And I'm the person who like, I'm like, I should paint the deck. And then I'm like, it's literally like five o'clock on a Tuesday. I'm like, I should paint the deck. And I go to Home Depot that, that at five o'clock. 
And by six o'clock, I'm painting the deck. And like, that is the stuff that I do, um, what, like I've done when I can't, when during this whole like pandemic, I put down like a stone walkway, I've whatever. So, um, I don't know, learning to, my, that, and Aiden will say to me, you can't ever just sit still. So that's something I feel like, I mean, maybe I need to work on, but we is the same way. Like he hates being home by himself. And, and just, I, like, listen, you know me, there were times when I would come into the studio on a Friday and you'd say to me, Wheels, what'd you do last night? And I listed off five different things and was out until like 11 o'clock at night, was up at 4.30 in the morning to do the radio. And so for me, it's the same thing, like (laughs) the constant sitting still and the not, you know, being able to go anywhere. And, and, you know, if you had told me six months, uh, you know, six months ago or at the beginning of the year that I was going to be, you know, I still call into the show and do that. But that I was going to be away from it this long, and I, I've said it, and uh, and this isn't because you're on the podcast with me, but I've said it a million times, and I'll say it a million and one times right here. I love everybody on that show, but I miss you because mm-hmm. the just the camaraderie that you and I have uh, together and being oh. able to sit next to each other. I don't think people miss our selfies. Oh yes, do are you kidding me? First of all, I love I love you too, Wheels. Because people, what people don't realize is we have the most fun in the breaks, but it's usually stuff you can't we can't talk about on the air. But um, the selfies, we would take a weekly selfie, and I I would make Wheels take how many? (laughs) Before I got the right one, different angles, different light. I'd spin them around. That light's not good. (laughs) Yeah. I would have to have the big head one week and then you would have <laughs> Well, that's the thing is I I um <clears throat> have a giant head. Clearly you can see I have a giant head. And um if you're if you're taking a photo and you're in the front, your head's even bigger. So yeah. I would make wheels go in the front and I'd put my head way back so I looked like the guy from Beetlejuice that had like the tiny, tiny little head and yeah. wheels was all like giant head in the front. So yeah. Uh, Mike Dambro. Mike Dambro would always uh, make fun. Is Mike Dammer watching or no? I don't know if he's. I have not seen him comment, so I. Oh, I, don't think I so. love him. And we cannot wait. His grace is coming for Halloween, and let me tell. I just have to tell you this real quick. So yeah, go ahead. The comedian Mike Dammer, his his daughter and my daughter Vivian are best friends. Like they sit together on like the chat every night, and like we'll just sit there together. And they 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 end the they're ten. They end phone calls with "I love you," and they're just so. I told Vivian, I go, Vivian, you know, I have news for you. I'm like, Grace is coming for Halloween. And she goes, really? And then she ran to me and just hugged me and started sobbing. She was so happy that Grace oh, is coming great. for Halloween. So they, it's just they, a beautiful they, thing. They already started planning their costumes. Yes. They keep going back and forth as to what they're going to be. And, um, you know, it's just really, they have a, it's a beautiful, beautiful friendship that I think is one of those ones that will like last forever. You know, like if Vivian's having a bad day, the first person she calls is Grace to talk about it. And I think the good thing about it is, although it's bad that she lives all the way in Edmonton, Canada, the good thing is that for their friendship that she lives in Edmonton, Canada, too, because you can tell her stuff and it's she's separated from it. You know what I mean? Like she's not involved with the girls and the nonsense. And, you know, so there's that. But and all the this real quick, I do want. You got an. Int- I, I didn't get a chance to ask you before we went on air if, and so if you don't want to talk about this, we don't have to talk about. But you got an interesting letter the other day, uh, oh, right? The letter in the ma- the one thing I got in the mail. Yes. You would you like to? Well, I go to the I go to the mailbox, and now first of all, you get a letter nowadays. You're like, oh, what's happening? Someone and I open it, and it's like all this cursive writing. I'm like, oh my god, someone's gonna murder me. Someone wants to murder me and they're detailed. They're going to detail it in this letter. But so, no, it wasn't. They were writing me to just, just, they wanted to share Jesus with me, which was so nice of them to share Jesus instead of hogging Jesus all to <laughs> But I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because I told the guy to fuck off that they thought that I needed Jesus. But um, so the whole letter was like how, you know, it was very sweet. I mean, maybe it was just a sweet lady. I don't know. Quite frankly, they, it was like, we're your neighbor. We want to, and I don't know who it is. I honestly, I mean, my next door neighbor I just knew, um, learned her name and I've lived here for many years. Her name's Hilda and she's sassy and I love her. But um, my, I know my neighbor, Anne. Other than that, I don't know hardly anybody on this. It's not the, it's, so it's not the lady in the back then. 
No, no, no. But she and I, we've, 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 we've become friendly. I've, I've tried to, if people don't know the story and I'll show you, can I show you the fence? Can you see the fence back there? Sure. Yeah. I know you have to go. Look at that. Um, yeah. So what happened was, is her um, grass had overgrown and it was like to the, to my knee. So I was, it was annoying me because, you know, you have ticks and you have deer and it just looks like crap. And I'm trying to have a peaceful damn sit area to sit back here. And I couldn't stop focusing on it. So I got my lawnmower and I went over and started to mow it. <laughs> and she came out and she was not happy with me that I was mowing her grass, which by the way, if someone, if my neighbor was like, I want to mow your grass, I'd be like, go ahead mow the grass. So next thing you know, she's putting up this fence and she put up like a hog wire fence to keep me out. People are like, Oh, she put it up for her dog. I'm like, no, she kept, she put it up to keep me out. But, um, she and I have kind of, you know, we, we come around, we talk, say hello. And, you know, so I, I, I yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. But for the most part, like my people on my street, like we just do that suburban like wave, like, but I have no idea who you are. Right. That's it. So <laughs> we, I do a lot of that around here too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you know what, can I just tell you, this is the one thing Nikki Rudd and I have always said, like, I don't need any more friends. Right. Like, I don't want any new friends. I'm good. Like, I don't need, I, I've made the friends that I need. It's very rare. Like I, I'm good. I don't need any need more friends. I don't. I don't even want to meet any friends. <laughs> I don't want to go talk to new people. Well, I God, I'm glad I made the list before you decided. <laughs> you made the cutoff. I was like right there. I was like one more, and that's it. <laughs> oh, I'll take the guy in the wheelchair. I need one more. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I'll tell you a quick story. When you talk about Jesus, uh, I was in the mall one time when I was about 17 years old. And this guy, I'm just wheeling down the middle of the mall with a couple of friends of mine. This guy were you comes, doing? Were you doing the old paraplegic wheel or were you doing the speed wheeling? No, I was, do, uh, <laughs> I was just doing the wheel. I don't know what kind of wheeling I was doing. I was just wheeling. Uh, but this guy comes over to me and he goes, uh, starts asking. I thought he was going to come up to me and ask me what time it was. So I'm starting to get my cell phone out to tell him what time it is. And he says to me, uh, what's your disability? So I go, okay, inquiring minds want to know. I'll let him know. So I told him I have cerebral palsy. And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, do you mind if I pray for you? And so I was like, well, listen, I've done some screwed up things in my life. So if you want to go on your bed, kneel on the side of your bed and pray for me, knock yourself out. He literally gets down on his knees in the middle of the ball and starts saying, Hail Mary. Oh, that's funny. Right? To which I replied, Oh, Jesus Christ, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> that's not the guy who told you that. Was, wasn't there a guy who told you that you're in the wheelchair because you did something bad in your past? No, that was another guy on another trip to the mall. Jesus, what are these assholes hanging out the mall for? I, I was sitting in the food court having some Chinese food, and he came over to me and said, uh, do you know why you're in a wheelchair? And I said, well, I think I do. The doctors told me. And he, I go, but maybe they're wrong, so why don't you tell me? And he goes, you're in a wheelchair because in a past life you were mean to people in wheelchairs. Uh, to which I replied, well, in a past life you must have been mean to ugly people. <laughs> That's the greatest story ever. So, uh, yeah. So, you're so stupid. I always tell people, Deanna, it's the metal in the wheelchair that attracts the strangest people. Right? Oh, my Lord. The strangest people. Were, were they mall walkers or just people just in the mall? Um, they were just people in the mall. One, um, one guy, I think, was a mall walker because he had one of those Richard Simmons sweatpants on. <laughs> was he the Silver Sneakers Club? Yeah, I think he was one of those. Yeah. Then I had one guy one time when I was a kid um, yell at me after I got out of the car and my mom for parking in a handicapped parking spot. We were in Pennsylvania and he could clearly see that I was in a wheelchair, but continued to yell that we shouldn't park there because we didn't have a license plate that was for handicapped people. And I'm like, I'm from New York. We have little placards that hang on. Right. The yeah. Right. So, uh, Jesus, what more does he want? Does he need you like intubated before you can park in that I mean, spot? I don't. Listen, I get all types of people. I, I really do. Oh, I really do. Stupid. It's it's unbelievable. Listen, 
Thank you, Deanna, so much for doing this with me. This was fun. It's always fun to chat with you, Will. Sorry about the technical difficulties. That's all right. We haven't done this in a while, but this was fun. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm going to let you go now, and then I will call you as soon as I'm done here, if that's oh, okay. It's the part where I hang up and you talk bad about me? No, I'm not <laughs> going to talk bad about you. I'm just going to end the show. <laughs> I, I've learned from the best. I'm trying to be professional here. Okay, love you. Love you, too. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Deanna King, the Batavia 10, sitting on her porch in Batavia. That was a great discussion. I hope you guys had a great time. I had some laughs, uh, talked about some great things. It was more about, listen, I've known Deanna for four years, so there's not much I don't know about her, and I don't feel like there's much you don't already know about her as well. <clears throat> so I really just wanted this to be more of a fun little chat and and tell some stories and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, uh, remember, if you want to get your Wednesdays with Wheels merchandise, there's a nice little hat right there. Here's a nice little T-shirt you can get yourself. Uh, please hit the like and the share button on this video uh, <clears throat> so we can get it out to as many people as possible. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. I hope everybody has a good night, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.